At Baptist Health South Florida, it's our mission to care for you when you're injured or sick and help you stay healthy and fit. Welcome to the Baptist Health Talk podcast, where our respected experts bring you timely, practical health and wellness information to improve your family's quality of life. Stress, fear, anxiety, loneliness, these too are symptoms related to the coronavirus pandemic. If you're experiencing them, you're not alone. Learn what you can do to keep from wearing down as the weeks wear on on this episode of Baptist Health Talk. Hello, Baptist Health Talk podcast listeners. This is your host, Dr. Jonathan Fialco, and I'd like to welcome you to another special edition of our show focused on the coronavirus and the changes this pandemic is bringing to all of our lives. Back in early March, Dr. Rachel Rahaiti was my guest, and we were able to talk about coping with the anxiety related to the pandemic. We're now in May, which happens to be National Mental Health Awareness Month, so I thought it'd be a good time to check in with Dr. Rahaiti and see how people are adjusting to this new normal and get her expert advice on specific strategies for relieving fear and stress. Dr. Rahaiti is in the Baptist Medical Group as a psychiatrist, and she specializes in prevention, diagnosis, and treatment of mental, addictive, addictive and emotional disorders. Welcome back to the podcast, Dr. Rahaiti. Hello. Thank you so much for having me on again. This is such an important topic I'll have. You know, that you're the first repeat guest we've had since we started the podcast. So I think oh, fantastic. <laughs> should be worth something. Um, so, Rachel, you know, going back to the conversations we had a couple of weeks ago, certainly things are still relevant. Things may be more relevant. What, what could you say? How are people doing? How are your patients doing? How are your coworkers doing? What kind of trends could you see in terms of how people have adapted or are adapting to the, the new normal, as we say, six or eight weeks after we first spoke? Yep. Um, I am seeing, unfortunately, a huge surge in anxiety. Um, as you know, you know, the not knowing, the fear, um, people losing jobs, cutting hours, um, some of this isolation, you know, this is something that we're not used to. And so I am seeing a huge rise in anxiety, um, a resurgence of anxiety that had once been kind of, you know, uh, calmed um, and dealt with. I'm seeing also a lot of substance use come back up. Um, yeah. And so that's quite concerning in and of itself. Very, very unfortunate, but not unexpected. Um, mm-hmm. Starting with the anxiety component, are you seeing people with kind of a tendency to anxiety and it's exacerbated? Are you seeing people who've never really thought of themselves as anxious people and now they're having trouble adjusting? Um, can you comment yep. on those types of, you know, like seeing both? Yep, absolutely. I'm seeing both, actually. Um, people who thought they kind of had their coping skills down, um, gotten off medication, um, and, kind you know, w- once we kind of get better, we feel better, we kind of forget those coping skills. We forget about the, the stuff that kept us well. Um, and so the, it's having to remind everyone, remember, you know, go back to what made you feel better before. Um, and the, the causes of the anxiety remain. I mean, we tell people the nice thing would be if everyone could just sip margaritas on a desert island, but right. these uncertainties are real and they're not right. going away anytime soon. So when someone has real things to be anxious about, and it's like we could use that, 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 that concept, what can they do or how do you help them recognize it and, and if not make it go away, at least decrease or mitigate it? Yeah. What I tell patients and what I even do for myself is I set limits. And I think it's really important for us to set limits in our life. Um, Right now, you know, a lot of people are working from home. Today, I'm working from home. 
And it just seems like I'm working more from home than I ever did. Um, and it's because, you know, we have to learn how to set limits for, for us right now, for each of us. Um, you know, we get up at a certain hour, we work a certain number of hours, and then we've got to let it go. We've got to shut off the phones. We've got to shut off the computers and say, okay, it's five o'clock. I'm done. That's it. But because we have this, um, all of this technology, right? Of computers and phones and, and you know, every other kind of thing, iPads and such, we can work from home and we can work long hours. We got to set those limits. We got to say, look, enough is enough. Um, so are you telling people to decrease screen time, for example? So you may be exactly. working, but don't surf the internet. Don't, you know. For five hours, right. right. Five hours afterwards, which has its own, you know, issues, which maybe we'll, we'll have a chance to get to during the podcast. Um, exactly. I tell people that, to say no to extraneous things. Obviously, there are things people have to do. What, what kind of specifics, um, if, if there's anything beyond what we just said? that would be- So, I'm, you know, I know a lot of people like to take on a lot of, of projects at work, let's say. Um, they're part of committees. They're part of groups. Okay. Um, I would say, you know, do your best to to limit things. Um, don't be part of five different groups. You know, just do one group that brings you happiness and doesn't bring you stress. Um, try to limit your time um, so that you can give yourself your own downtime. So you can give your family or your friends their time. That's that's actually pretty 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 cogent advice. It's kind of like that concept of fear of missing out, which can be for social things, but it could also be. I want to know what's going on in work because I'm afraid that something will happen that could affect me. But to some degree, people can pull up from that as well or get information from other, from coworkers. Um, um. Right. And I'm seeing a lot of people say, well, I'm working from home. I have nothing else to do. So I might as well take on this project and this thing and this other thing. And you have to realize that you also need time for family life. You know, right now we are, uh, we have this opportunity to really strengthen our family ties, really strengthen our ties to ourselves. Um, if we get so caught up in, well, there's nothing to do, so I might as well take on 15 projects, um, you, you're, you're losing yourself there. And I see a lot of anxiety because of that. So that's that. So people would want to reflect on what they're involved with, what they can back off um, and maybe not say yes to everything that, that might be an alternative. And yeah, again, I'm speaking, I'm thinking of myself as I'm speaking to you, which is, you know, yeah, I have time. Let's do this. Let's do this. And maybe that could be destructive in certain ways as well. Mm-hmm. When you, when you mentioned about family time, which again, I think we, we've spoken that I remember we spoke about in our, our, our previous podcast about people reflecting and doing things together as a family and taking pauses and whatnot. Um, what about cabin fever? What about you know, the people oh, yeah. up together for a long period of time, very few distractions. Can we speak to that going on and what people can do to recognize that? And maybe again, can't say make it go away, but, but mitigate it or decrease the consequence. Absolutely. Um, I am seeing a lot of people kind of getting at each other. Um, a lot of kind of fighting because I left the cup out or I, made coffee the wrong way or something like this, people start kind of getting on each other's nerves. Um, if you just take a step back, um, realize that everyone is stressed, realizing that you yourself are stressed, change up your scenery, go outside at different times. Um, if you have to work from home, work outside a little bit. Um, take a few minutes for yourself to go have a walk around the block. Um, 
take a few minutes for yourself to do some stretching, do some yoga, do some meditating. Um, I, I think trying to break up your day a little more may help with that. We're, you know, a lot of people right now are stuck at home. The kids are at home. Everyone's in school. Um, and it can become quite overwhelming, quite frustrating for a lot of people. But I think that if we do our best to, again, um, keep schedules, um, change up the scenery, go outside for more walks, uh, you know, I don't know, take up knitting, uh, which is something that I'm, I'm going to start doing, actually. Um, so, you know, little projects like that, I think, would be kind of fun. And, you know, if, if you have small children, things that you can do with your children. Yeah. I think, um, you know, to some degree, what you're saying is, um, and again, I'm taking my own personal experiences, take a pause. I mean, I think early right. on, and we have, you know, our four adult children from the Northeast in the house, so it's six adults and, and different dynamic. It's not good or bad. And, and my wife and I at one point were just kind of like snipping at each other. It was, it was so inconsequential, but it was mm-hmm. that cabin fever type of thing. And, you know, I said, hey, wait a minute, look what we're doing here. You know, we're, we're starting to get into this. We have to be very conscious not to get into that modality. So I think your point's well taken. If someone can recognize they're in that and step out of it for a second, say, wait a minute, what are we arguing about? What is the importance of putting the dishes away tonight or something like that? And, and right. take that walk. Or I think that's great advice, and I can attest to it having, having lived through it and, <laughs> and, and, and living through it, which I guess is a, <laughs> the best perspective. Um, so, so, you know, I think your point to well take and get out, pick up something that's relaxing. Getting out is really a big thing. You know, we talk about stay at home, which means you can – Stay home for um, uh, other than essential activities, which are food shopping, pharmacy, and exercise. We still want people to get out, see the sun, take a walk. We talked about it last time. It's so beneficial in so many different ways. Yes. Um, can, can you elaborate specifically you know, on the kind of mental conditions that it can improve and, and, and you know, other benefits um, from, from exercising and getting outside? Oh, absolutely. So, I mean, we all know that um, – you know, stress levels, stress hormones come and, you know, the cortisol and, you know, the stress on the heart, the increase in blood pressure, having a lot of the stress hormones in the body, not only messes up with the emotional side, but you're talking actually about increasing chances of, you know, cardiac events, right? And so what you really want to do is you want to do anything that you can to relieve the stress. So, Walking, you know, you don't have to do CrossFit or any of these, you know, uh, heroic or, or, you know, crazy things. But, you know, going for a walk, um, um, doing a little exercise for breathing, a little meditation, a little yoga, um, going swimming if you have a pool, uh, doing little things to help relieve that stress, relieve those stress hormones in the body would really help. Bringing up those endorphins which make us feel good, give us mental clarity, help us to think better. Um, there's nothing better than getting up and going for a walk around the block, coming back, and then finishing a project when you're stuck. Uh, but having some of that mental clarity can really help. Um, and, and I try to really impart that to my patients. You, you don't have to lift 500 pounds to get exercise. And that's good for kids as well and adolescents, mm-hmm. it's not just for the adults. So I think that's really well said. Um, you, you mentioned it in, in some of the opening comments. Um, you know, in times of crisis, it could be tempting to turn to you know unhealthy coping mechanisms: overeating, drinking alcohol, substance abuse. Um, how can people avoid falling into those unhealthy habits? 
You know, it takes um, it takes a bit. It's it's really hard, especially now with alcohol and wine being such a part of everything, right? I, I, I'm invited to, to mommy's clubs and it's with wine and book clubs and it's with wine and painting and bring your own wine. Um, and, and it becomes really tough to say no, to say tonight, I'm not going to have a glass or two of wine. Um, you know, you have to, you have to find a balance in your life. Um, and, and when we're stressed, it's very easy to come home and say, you know, a glass of wine, two glasses of wine. Um, but we have to find something else in the mix that's going to help with that anxiety, with that stress. Um, I'm seeing a lot of people, unfortunately, well, I only have two glasses of wine with dinner, but then, you know, later on down the year when I'm seeing them again, it's now four glasses of wine. And so we really need to be careful. Remember, you know, alcohol is, is toxic to every single cell in the body. Um, I tell my female patients all the time, the more you drink, the more risk you have also for breast cancer. So I want people to be really aware of what they put in their bodies. Um, the glass of wine feels great because it helps. It really does. However, once you start doing that glass of wine more often, you're putting yourself at risk. And so just really try to put other things in your body, right? Eating healthy, going outside, doing the exercise, um, and not just turning to that glass of wine because that glass of wine could really turn against you. And wearing my preventive cardiologist hat, um, yep. <laughs> you know, alcohol is a empty calorie, which means it gives you calories with no, not just nutritional benefit, but it doesn't give you any fullness or satiety. So it's just added burden. And if you're already struggling being home, eating maybe not the healthiest, Alcohol can certainly contribute to that as well, but uh, I think I think so. It's not a matter of if you have a glass of wine, oh, you're doomed. But people should really pay attention and set their own limits to to you know how much they'll consume. Um, right. Are you seeing other? I mean, quite frankly, it's it's a it's a relevant conversation. Are you seeing other kind of substance abuses as well? I am. I, I'm seeing a lot of marijuana and I'm seeing yeah. cocaine as well. Um, I you know it's it's. It's it's tough, you know, because I, I, I definitely don't want to be the type of um, physician that patients come to and I'm lecturing to them. Oh, you can't do this and you can't do the other thing. Um, but I really want people to take stock uh, of what's going on around them. What, you know, take stock of your life, take stock of 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 things happening and and just try to be more aware and conscious of, of everything that you're doing. Right. Right. So, um, uh, again, not to not to belittle them or punish them, but give right. perspective to get people to make better decisions. Right. Listen, um, we're all in this together. You know, we're we're all going through this. It's it's this is not easy. It's not easy for for me. It's not easy for for anyone. Um, this is really a tough time, and everyone's worried about going back to work and go and worried about what that's going to look like. Um, but if we know that we're together in this, I think that we can really come out with something positive. I think it is, it is positive. You're not alone. You know, the other thing is, and I think this is some of the reasons I kind of want to have these conversations and podcasts is people may be at home experiencing these things and they think it's unique to them and, and maybe they feel, you know, inferior as a result. But, but no, these are, these are universal. There's many, many, mm -hmm. many, many people sharing the same experiences you have and the same fears and the same 
uncertainties, um, um, which should give some kind of which should help in some in kind of support. To that end, and 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 parlaying that into the next the next point is social media. People, you know, they spend a lot of time. It could be a distraction. They think it could be something that's kind of mindless, but there is a a potential negative consequence, both, both in terms of bad information and, like you said, the mind doesn't turn off. Do you have specific conversations with your, your patients regarding their use of the Internet and social media, both for information as well as, you know, where it may help or hinder in terms of, um, you know, co- coping mechanisms? Absolutely. Um, I tell my patients all the time, limits, set limits in your life. And that's the same for social media and news outlets. You know, there's a lot of information out there. We're in an information age. We can get anything that we want, any information, any product by a click of our phone. Um, I think if we say, okay, listen, I have to listen to the news, but I'm only going to listen to the news from this particular news outlet at this particular time. And that's it. And give yourself a limit. But listening to the news all day, all night, it's just going to yeah. egg up that 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 anxiety. If I'm on Instagram or Facebook or whatever it is that you're on uh, for hours on end, again, you know, lots of anxiety and lots of feeling of isolation. Now, I'm not totally against um, um, electronics, right? Uh, you know, but I think that definitely having a limit can really help mitigate a lot of this anxiety and misinformation and fear. Um, Because I do think that connecting via these devices is important as well, right? So we are alone. We, we, in our house, maybe we don't, we're not living with anyone, but we can connect via our phones. We can connect with people via our tablets and do zoom meetings and zoom birthday parties and um, find exercise groups. Um, you know, on Facebook or Instagram. But I think that having a limit, setting boundaries is going to be really important because, you know, if listen, if I'm on my phone all day or on my computer all day, I'm missing out on what my children are doing. I, I'm missing out on a conversation with my mother or my husband. Um, I, I think it's really important for people to set limits, especially but with these devices. I really, I really appreciate again your time, your commitment, your your expertise, and you know I think neither of us are telling the listeners to to stop and completely change your life, turn turn it upside down. Everything we mentioned, you have to start doing. People can look and reflect, and what am I doing, and what could I be doing better? Maybe pick one or two of these things. Maybe it's just take a walk. Maybe it's take a walk and spend a minute, you know, reflecting and meditating. Maybe it's cut down on alcohol. But everyone doesn't have to do everything at once. But at least recognize potential negative consequences to some of these things we're doing so you could perhaps make a a cope better given given the situation that we have now. Um, Wouldn't that be fair to – wouldn't that be a fair – Absolutely. Absolutely. I think taking little steps, baby steps, living moment – a moment, um, I, I think would really help. Well, your message remains um, positive and effective. Um, and um, I'm sure we will be talking again in the future because I don't think this is going away, but it would be very nice if we reflect down the road about how well everyone's doing and, and, Absolutely. and, and, and they've taken advantage to, to become both healthier physically and mentally. Um, any final points, any, any topics or points that we may not have um, addressed that you'd like to bring out? Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. One, one in particular, you know, everyone says, um, you know, we're trying to keep positive, uh, but I'm feeling this, but I'm feeling the other thing. Um, I think it's really important for people to take 
note of what they're feeling and accept what they're feeling. If you're overwhelmed, it's okay to be overwhelmed. If you're angry, it's okay to be angry. Take, you know, sit and really sit with your feelings, sit with your emotion. It's okay to cry and it's okay to be angry. It's the way that you react to those feelings that's going to be important. I don't want people to say, oh, it's only sunshine and flowers. You know, that's not real life. It's okay to feel down and it's okay to cry. Um, you know, but I, I, I want people to take it moment by moment and day by day and make small steps. Well, thank you very much um, for, um, again, the information and the advice. Um, I think the important, if there's one important point, it's for everyone to realize they're not alone. Everyone's going through this. It will, we'll, we will get through it together. Um, and um, um, people uh, should recognize um, why they're feeling what they're feeling and, and not and not feel uh, any shame or inferiority because of that. That's right. So again, thank you. Thank you very much, Rachel. You're so welcome. Um, thank you for having me again. Such a pleasure. uh, Yep, yep, we'll do it again. And uh, to our listeners, topics, ideas, advice, complaints, hopefully no complaints, please send an email to BaptistHealthTalk at BaptistHealth.net. You're not alone. Stay safe and stay home. Find additional valuable health and wellness information on our resource blog at BaptistHealth.net slash news. And be sure to interact with us on our social media channels for live and upcoming events. This podcast is brought to you by Baptist Health South Florida, healthcare that cares.